society, culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the author, the novelist. Uh, the subject of two separate documentaries and uh, podcast radio show host, Melissa Itell Joran. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Melissa, how are you? I'm great, Frank. How are you? Uh, doing terrific. Um, we just heard that Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away and uh, that that opens up her seat. And I don't think there's any, any doubt that a Democrat will win in California, right? I mean, it's not a... Um, I, I, is there any doubt of that? Should I be presumptuous? But um, a pretty, pretty democratic state. I would think so. And she's got people, several you know, high, high profile names vying for that. Yeah. Who have you heard so far? Yeah. So uh, including Adam Schiff and Katie Porter. So, and I think Barbara Lee. So this is, you know, there, there's no, uh, no dearth of uh, people going, you know, gaming for her seat. Well, Adam Schiff, boy. Uh, just saying, Adam Schiff, uh, Republicans just, uh, just <laughs> shifty shift. Yeah, shifty shift. <laughs> they just all cringed all at once. Oh, Adam Schiff. Oh my God. But yeah, let's face it. He's gonna, he's gonna be a player in this thing. And uh, well, well, you know, again, we should say rest in peace, uh, Senator Feinstein. I mean, I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't a particular fan of hers, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know if you were, but rest in peace. She's. No. She served a long, long time. I've met her. Um, I think I met her at the White House. I did meet her at the White House. Oh, you did? Yeah. What was she like? Um, pleasant. Um, uh, she was with Barbara Boxer, and she was with uh, Nancy Pelosi. Of all. Yeah. But it was just like photo ops. It was at a, a, the Christmas party, and, and guess who was hosting? Um uh, you know, now President Joe Biden, but he was the vice president. And the reason he was hosting uh, the White House Christmas party was because um, POTUS and FLOTUS, First Lady and, and, and uh, President of the United States, in 2013 at that time were attending the funeral of President Mandela in mm-hmm. South Africa. So... Um, you know, I've had a conversation with President Obama before he was president um, on the telephone, but I never met him in person. And that's there I was supposed to meet him. And uh, and the fella who took over for him was his second in charge. Vice President Joe Biden was uh, was there and sniffing women's hair and things like that. No, no, I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> but wasn't, wasn't that one of the rumors, right, that he uh, that that he liked to smell women's hair or something? Right. Did you ever hear that? Yes, and, not, and little kids' hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who has nice, you know, fresh, um, I guess, Breck shampoo-like hair. Yeah, yeah, he likes likes smelling air. You know, hey, hey, leave him alone. He likes smelling air. Some people like, some people like um, you know, uh, playing with their. They like puppies. They like to, to take pictures of puppies <laughs> or pet puppies or whatever. Well, he likes sniffing hair. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes you gotta stop and smell the fifth grader. I guess you know it's like right. it's uh, stop yeah. and smell the hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guess which shampoo person. Yeah, well, I didn't see any of that, but I did see the 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 uh, 
back uh, patting, patting, you know, like, you know, like the, uh, you know, shoulder back and whatever. He was like that. You know, he is that type of guy. I got to say the president was that type of guy. And it's a small sample size. But uh, but, you know, we were there for hours and he was just kind of standing in one place, the vice president. And uh, everybody kept going up to him and getting pictures. I even have a picture with him, and uh, and he's one of the seven presidents I met. I count Obama because he had called me, and uh, and asked for support. I couldn't give it to him you know, because we already committed to Senator McCain at the time. But it was he was very gracious, and uh, you know that whole thing. Uh, Patrick Gadsbard uh, had him call me. That eventually became uh, he's uh, Patrick actually became his um, ambassador to South Africa. Um, where ironically he was when uh, when I was supposed to meet him in, in person years later, you know, in 2013. Anyway, but uh, I, I, you know, uh, I digress. Um, uh, Senator Feinstein was there, and she was lovely. She was she was grace, uh, gracious, and uh, Nancy Pelosi um, uh, was there, and she had a couple drinks in her, you know, and uh, and she was very, very, uh, very, very friendly and talkative and whatever yeah nancy's like a party girl kind of mm-hmm. would you think that sure she was well it was if it was her husband around <laughs> I, I don't know i didn't meet him but uh okay, that, so paul was not there paul was i don't know where was paul <laughs> yeah paul was uh get, getting a uh a 500 haircut no that was her right was she getting a 500 hair uh, without a mask but now we didn't need masks back then. So, so yeah, actually, I don't know if Paul was anywhere. Paul was just kind of doing his thing. Um, Paul was probably back, you know, minding the fort in San Francisco. Yeah. The uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the perfect spot for the Pelosi's. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, MelissaItellJoran.com. Guys, a great place to go see the documentaries and or um, Roku TV or Amazon Fire. Go to Melissa Vision there and check out the documentaries frank mckay here with melissa and yeah uh san francisco perfect spot for uh pelosi who's pelosi's nephew doesn't she have a nephew or a a niece gavin newsom ah that's right okay gavin newsom is her famous nephew yes he's got some big things coming up ahead maybe yes gavin newsom yeah it's a uh, yeah, it's a small world. Now there is no possible way, right? This is just this just crossed my mind, uh, and I'm sure it's just it, it's just a crazy thought because you don't go from vice president to being uh, the senator. But boy, wouldn't the Democrats love to clear up that spot and and say, "Hey, Kamala, why don't you run for Senate? Wouldn't that be better?" And <laughs> she's gonna say, "Get out." I'm vice president. I'm a heartbeat away. What are you talking about? But w- boy, wouldn't they love that? Wouldn't they love yeah. for her to run? There's just no way, right? Yeah, There's yeah. no. You don't go from vice president to to senate. It's the other way around. That's a, that's, it's a come down. That's a real come down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, although you could go to you know Supreme Court. Um, now William Howard Taft was president first, you know, and then he became. Uh, uh, he was, Supreme he Court, was right. um, nominated for the Supreme Court. He hated being president. He hated the White House, but he didn't go back to the Senate or to wherever he came from. He went to a. He made a. I guess a. Um, um, a 
a, a, I guess, what do they call this? A, a, tra a horizontal transition? Or yeah, a, what a, a lateral move. Lateral. Lateral. Thank you. Yes. He didn't, you know, and and, and that's, you know, he was, he was, you know, supreme. He was the, you know, the chief judge, uh, justice of the Supreme Court. He was very happy there, and he he was suitable for that. It was, so it wasn't a come down. I mean, in, other presidents have been considered or mentioned for the Supreme Court, including at one time before he was disbarred, Bill Clinton, um, even Barack Obama. But I mean, he he's beyond that. But you know, Barack Obama is in the stratosphere and counting his money and maybe hoping someday his wife will <laughs> will go back in and, and, and they can all reclaim, the whole Obama family can reclaim the White House for their own. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I think it's theirs for the taking. I just don't see them taking it. You know, it's like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I always say if she ever decides to run that it yeah, just, it it's over. A, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a shoe-in. She hasn't, though. Everybody says she's enjoying her life. You know, they have billions, billions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes, They've got the biggest, true. the biggest mansion, I guess, um, from that you can see from Martha's Vineyard. She went to um, the other week. Uh, she was in, I think, she was in Germany, perhaps, uh, to give a speech, and she she made off pretty well. She made a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Uh, just wow. for one day, yeah, um, and I'm not talking a hundred thousand dollars. I'm talking way more than that. Yeah, just for one appearance. Yeah, no, she's, uh, you know, she's she's a hot commodity right now. But yeah, I, I don't know, president, first female president. I don't know if she'd want it though, you know. But you never know. You know, they say, they, they all say, oh, I'm not interested. No, I have a job to do here. I have a life to lead. I love my life. I have people waiting on me hand and foot all day. I, I bask in, in my own, in my own, in, in my own life. I have money that come, that's coming out of the wazoo. It's a wonderful life. Everywhere I go, I'm the most photographed person in the world. Why would I want to give that up <laughs> when I can help so many more people with my personal touch? Then, uh, six months later, I I have given up everything in an honorable service for my party. Yeah. <laughs> for my country, never mind my party. It's like going to be for yes, her, for, you know. For the country's good, yes. Uh, yes, I'm so noble, you know, <laughs> and not. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you though. It, I think, I I think it could be uh, uh, tempting for for certain people. Um, and I don't know if she's one of those people. Um, yeah, I mean, it could, you know, it could be tempting to see, uh, mm -hmm. herself in history as the first woman president of the United States. I mean, that, let's face it, you know, that's, that's tempting. I don't know that she's, she's okay, you know, okay with the fact that she's just, um, she, uh, she, you know, was the first lady, first African American first lady, and and the wife of the first uh, gentleman, right, to to be elected president as an African American. I don't know. I mean, is that enough for her? Uh, that's you know quite an accomplishment. You know, that's nobody's ever done that. And um, I don't know. It's you know she could be on stamps and on on coins and things like that. I don't know. It's uh. Uh, it, look, 
tempting? And we don't know. It's it's hard to know without knowing her, you know, knowing what she's like. There might be people that are next to her saying, of course she's going to do it, or of course she's not going to do it. You know, it could be any number, it could be any number of things going through through their minds. We just don't know them, you know. We just don't know what they're like, you know, or... You know, you got to figure they got death threats every day, just like an, any president does. But you got to believe that, you know, like bigots, you know, like uh, racist, you know, KKK member types, probably. Um, I, I mean, I hope not, but I assume that because there was an African American uh, president, that they uh, they got these racist uh, threats, and they had uh, the Secret Service had to chase it down, and all of that. I I don't know. L- listen, I I you know I'm not going to vote for. Um, you know, I'm not going to vote for for anybody. I, I never vote for a major party anyway. But um, you know, I'm not going to vote for her. But I do believe if she decides to get in, that it's uh, it's all over. Melissa, I tell Everybody, please go there, check out the documentaries. Um, Melissa, what do you think about what I just said there? Um, you know, a lot a lot to consider uh, if you are Michelle Obama. Um, you know, is is it out of the question that she runs, or we just don't know? I, I don't know. Everybody's speculating. I mean, why not? There's a lot of time to kill before we get to the actual primaries anyway. And uh, everybody has been saying, almost everyone has been saying that uh, that, that Biden has uh, is, is living on borrowed time. Not, not his personally, not, right. you know, but, but in, on his political career. borrowed time, yes. And that they're going to have to just get rid of him. And, and Kamala, and, and I don't know what they're going to do with Kamala. I don't know how they're going to, you know, how they're going to placate her because there'll be a big uproar with the, you know, with the, you know, the black voters. Yeah. They're not going to like that. You know, they they're going to say, oh, you're treating her like she's a second class, third class citizen. You know, she has, she's the rightful vice president. She has, you know, first, you know, first dibs at this. You know, and, and and if he's not if he's not going to run, she should be the candidate. She should be the replacement. You know, so yep. I. Yeah, everybody can. You can say anything you want. We don't know for sure. There's plenty of speculation. And you know, every time Joe Biden opens his mouth or does something or takes a you know a spill on the floor, and uh, the, the 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 talk intensifies. About, oh, he's got to be replaced, and that's what the party's going to do. Well, what if something happens to Trump and he he's get he's thrown into jail and. Uh, and, and people wake up. They have an epiphany, and they say, "You know what? This guy can't win anyway. Nobody's going to elect a you know convicted felon. Uh, he's not. A, he doesn't have enough of his base to you know to overturn the election. It'll go back to Joe Biden anyway. Or or people will say, I, you know, I'm going to just choose the lesser of two evils. I'll go with Joe because you know he's, at least he's not going to go to jail. You know how bad can <laughs> how bad can things really get anyway? Yeah. Huh? You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's it. You know, here comes the lesser of two evils. You know, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what happened. Gonna... I think with, with the with you know Reagan, and Carter, yeah. over forty years ago, um, people. Uh, I mean, you had yes, you had the diehard you know, Reaganites, the diehard conservatives, and you had people who didn't were not crazy about Jimmy Carter or had a beef about Jimmy Carter, and they said, well, you know what, I'm, I don't like Reagan. I think he's too extreme, so I'm going to just stay, stick with Carter. I'll just you know I'll look the other way or whatever. Or I'll vote for the third-party candidate. At that time, it was John Anderson. Yes, very good. Who was, run, who was running the an underdog campaign? I, I don't know what happened to him. He was in a lot of debt after that. I don't know his life. You know his 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 life story after the election. Um, but um, 
a lot of people did that too because they were angry at Carter in the way he, you know, he had uh, unfortunately mishandled the um, the Iranian hostage crisis and the economy and and uh, you know it was a Reagan revolution. I mean Reagan Reagan didn't have the, the you know he didn't have the you know the skeletons in the closet that 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 Trump had and he was a magnetic figure. Uh, if you listen, even if you listen to sound bites of his speeches of, of anything, it, it, the man was a, had a mastery of, of of communication. Not that I'm not saying everything he did was perfect, because it turned out that the the Soviets were on the down, you know, the, they were on the downward spiral anyway, and communism was going to die out. He did not personally kill communism, and there were some questions about the economy with Reagan. It seemed robust, but it came at a cost. But nevertheless, he did. He did. He did. You know, the the failure of the Iranian hostage crisis and the seemingly um, uh, it, uh, agreement to release them uh, just before, uh, you know, Reagan. Uh, you know, just before the just after you know uh, after the election after, uh, and, and it, it, it poses questions about you know what were the political expediencies there. But in any in any case. People did say, I'm just going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. And by the way, it turned out to be a good thing for our country. In my opinion, you know, Reagan, you know, Reagan administration um, was very strong. And, you know, it came after a very weak administration and Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy Carter was a nice man. You know, it is a nice, by the way, he's still alive in hospice. Is he's still there. In fact, um, even though he said he was going into in-home hospice earlier this year he when he's he turned 99 uh, next month by the way Jeez. he was spotted out with uh with his wife who has dementia she's 96 i Rosalind. think yeah or 97 i don't know how old she is she's younger than he a few years younger than he is uh they went to a uh a plains uh georgia uh peanut festival or uh, and they were in. They were in a. Wow. They were driven of all places, <laughs> of all places yeah, to go. Right. Well, Darren. You know, they're the local celebrities of Plains, Georgia. They still live there. They were in this big chauffeur-driven car, and they were taken down the, you know, down the, the main street, and people saw them, and they seemed to be enjoying themselves. Now, listen. Hey, God bless them. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, good people. I mean, uh, yes, terrible president. Are. Unfortunately, not not they a successful are. president. No. But uh, but he was a uh, certainly a very good ex-president, right? In uh, in many ways, right? Yes. He was yes. A successful yeah. ex-president, not a successful president, and he was uh, he was only disloyal to to uh, uh, to Rosalind in his mind, uh, right? If you remember that famous quote. Didn't you, you remember that, that he cheated on his wife in his mind or something? Yeah, something, I don't, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That, those are kind of the things maybe you keep to yourself. You know, we never would have known. You know. It's not like somebody had pictures of inside his mind, whatever he was whatever he was doing. He, you know, the, the former president may have wanted to wanted to keep that together. He may have been a nuclear physicist, uh, you know, but but maybe, but maybe. Maybe he should have kept that one to himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they all say things. I heard that Pence said some very strange things to make humor, at his, 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 you know, weak attempt at humor during the debates. Did he uh, say, I slept I with a what, teacher for 30 years? Yeah, I don't understand. Where is where, <laughs> Does anybody coach them on what to say? It sounds, you know, 
to break the ice. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's a uh, Pence should stay away from humor. That's not yeah. his. That's not his thing. I think they were like, Mike, you know, you've gotta, you've gotta be funny, or you've gotta come up with some jokes. And then he tried a bunch of knock knock jokes, and they were like, No, no, that's not what we meant. Um, let's uh, let's try something a little better. And, and then he says, I got it. Just trust me. I, I got it. Um, CNN says, watch, and of course it's CNN, but uh, headline is, watch Pence's cringeworthy debate moment. I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. He just wants, he wants to look cool. You know, I'm yeah. with it. I'm just like you. I'm with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. 38 years I've been sleeping with a teacher. You know, Pence oh my God. dodges question on rising violence against L LGBTQ people. I, I don't know what that was. Uh uh, Mike Pence calls out Trump for skipping debate. He uh, he ought to be on that debate stage, is what he said. I don't think Trump cares. If I'm Trump, I'm not going anywhere near those quote unquote losers. You know that. Um, you know I'm sure he thinks are on that stage. They're 40 points behind him. Why would you go anywhere near them? I know this is. I don't know. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, I tell com, our host each and every week, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Yeah, I mean, you, if you're advising him, you got to say don't go anywhere near, right? I mean, they could only benefit from him being there. He doesn't benefit from um, from going there. Um, he brings attention. He brings ratings. His best bet is that nobody tunes in to those things. I don't know how many people are tuning in. I didn't tune in to it and uh you know i i just didn't i i you know i i hardly watched any I, I mean i hate to say it i hardly watched anything even on replay um just a couple of uh, sound bites but quite frankly you know why would you watch it what's there to watch it's just uh you know curiosity whatever um chris christie um well all of them uh, from what i understand all of them uh, attacked Biden on the border crisis and um, you know the, the Republican polls must show uh, do not do not let these people in the country and um, and it, they all uh, had very strong stances from what I understand uh, against allowing um, migrants in you know people coming from there uh, to come in and the uh, the one guy that had in the past, the one candidate I should say in the past that had some sympathy for the people coming over was uh, was Chris Christie, and from what I understand, he retracted everything that he had said in uh, in the past. Um, and you know he uh, he he did that for one reason, uh, Melissa. He did that because the polls said it hurt you. To do that, so th these people are poll driven. There's no, there's no Mavericks on that stage. There's nobody. The Maverick is 40 points ahead, is what it is. He's the guy who ignores, ignores the polls. He just does, does what he uh, says. He just says outrageous things, and and people who like that, that freshness, are supporting him. That's why he's 40 points up. Would you agree? Yes, I, I, I think you're right. You're right. I mean, but you know, but polls are. You know, polls are—you don't know what people say. You know, they say one thing and then they do something else. You know, when they'll say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for him," then they get—they see the, you know, the stark reality of of the, you know, the the voting machine, and they've got the ballot in front of them, and 
and they something just I don't know takes hold of them and they say no I, I'm not I'm not going to vote for so and so I mean this is insanity you know <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's and, and and you know Trump has made a lot of he's he's said a lot of things already he's he's made uh, some very peculiar statements about what he would like to do once he gets back in you know he's so sure of that. And it sounds like he's he's either fantasizing about it or he seriously believes, you know, in these uh, these uh, authoritative um, dictatorial ideas of his. And I, you know, people are going to. I hope they'll wake up. I don't know why the party is silent about this. You know, they're so afraid of him. I mean, it, 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 he's uh, he he and his business just got downrighted there. He's now being taken to task for overinflating the value of his business. Uh, and aside from that, he's got all these things pending, all these other trials, the Georgia, the, um, uh, you know, the January 6th. And I, I, I mean, if, if, another, if another person had all that court time facing him, trial time facing him, he would have to, you know, recuse himself and, yeah. and, and you know, go somewhere else. And, but. And I don't understand what's wrong with the party. And now, you know, and everybody on that stage, and I, I didn't see the entire debate. I mean, let's face it, the, this this debate will be remembered for the 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 the, uh, the thousand voices that happened simultaneously. Nobody could hear anything. It was like um, it was ear ear splitting, um, uh, irritating, uh, headache-inducing um, voices. Uh, yelling at each other at once. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a dignified chaos. debate. Yeah, chaos. Yes, chaos. There's, there's, uh, no, I, I don't know if anybody really stood out. As far as I'm concerned, DeSantis is not going going to go anywhere. Uh, I, I don't know how he can, even if he was able to give a few answers, you know, a few good, you know, answers. But a lot of things he said are going to come back to haunt him. For example, the his... Florida curriculum, his Florida education curriculum, that says that um, that despite the horrors of slavery, it did teach a few good skills, life skills. So I'm thinking to myself, oh well, my what God. is it? You're trying to paint it as an internship? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Did he actually say that? That's in the that's in the Florida curriculum. Yeah. Oh my God! And of course, he said, "Oh, it's being taken out of context." They did learn how to, you know, do sharecropping. What was oh, it? A, an internship? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I can imagine the slaves saying, "Jesus, this is this is really nice of our masters who uh, who took our our parents from Africa uh, against their will, chained them up, beat us whenever they want, they they rape us whenever they want, but we are learning how to how to pick cotton." We're getting job training, yeah. actual job training. I, I mean, what, what is he out of his mind? Did he actually say that? I don't know. Did he? It's in the, it's, it's yeah. in the Florida curriculum. Wow. Among other things. I mean, it's, it's but uh, he doesn't know how to answer the question, why is it that people, homeowners in Florida, cannot get flood insurance, home insurance? Why is it so difficult for them? Why are so many of them uninsured in the face of all these environmental disasters the state of Florida has been having? Yeah, I, I mean, 
shouldn't he, before he goes anywhere near the White House, shouldn't he be, you know, make a definitive statement that there was absolutely, absolutely nothing good about slavery? That slavery was uh, was an abomination, one of the biggest embarrassments this country ever had. I, shouldn't he have to make that statement uh, and and just clarify that there was nothing good? There was not on-the-job training for anything. Uh, yeah, DeSantis, that's, by the way, that's frightening that uh, that's in the Florida curriculum. That is that is unbelievable. And by the way, I always thought of Florida because it has so many it has so many New Yorkers and uh, people coming from the northern states down there. I always thought of Florida as being more, um, I don't know, like more down to earth than some of the others. When I when I think of outrageous like racial statements or or whatever i think about alabama or arkansas or mississippi you know those are the the, the trio that i think of when uh, when you know when something outrageously racist is going to come up i don't think of florida and i know florida's got you know got pockets of whatever but you also got mickey mouse down in florida you know you got you you got like good positive you know uh, that, you know, and again, I, I'm not saying Disney's perfect either. I mean, Walt Disney was an anti-Semite, right? He was a he was a Nazi sim- uh, uh, sympathizer. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? He was. Yeah. So not it, as bad as as, uh, uh, as Henry Ford. No, Henry Ford was a disaster. My my mother, and we're not Jewish, but my my mother told me never to buy a Ford, ever to buy a Ford because of what uh, what yeah. uh, what Henry Ford thought of Hitler. That's that's what she did, and I've never bought a Ford in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he probably accepted the the uh, what was it, the golden the the uh, cross or the iron cross or something. Some, you know, one of the Nazis' favorite <clears throat> yeah. commendations. Proudly yeah. accepted that, and he was the sponsor of the uh, elders of proto of protocol. Um, if I got the title correct, which uh, and, and which was a big anti-Semitic publication. Jeez, yeah. Wow. Um, and. I should know this because I wrote a thesis about about the about the, uh, the U.S. Re- um, reaction to um, the, refu- the, the Jewish refugee crisis, and I, I remember studying, researching this whole thing about Henry Ford and the, El- the protocol, the Elders of Zion, and and his newspaper, the Dearborn, the, Mich- the Dearborn paper uh, that he sponsored, that was totally anti-Semitic, and that he was the he was the you know the cheering squad for Adolf Hitler early on, so. He was the number one anti-Semite, followed probably by Walt Disney and other people. Uh, Lindbergh. And, and, uh, Lindbergh was a Lind- piece oh, of garbage. Lindbergh. Let's, yeah. well, he's a, he shares the number one spot with, with Henry Ford. Yeah. It's and, 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 um You know, they did a, um, uh, there was a televised. Yeah, what if, right? They did a what if. Yeah, what if. But there was a plot against America by Philip Roth was made into an HBO special and where it, it actually showed uh, the you know the an American fascist party um, with the puppet uh, Lindbergh his, as their puppet wow. winning the presidential election and Henry Ford having a big say in the government and the way that the Jews were hunted down and and uh, it was uh, it, you know it, it was it was chilling it was chilling it's a great history lesson great book and it's a great history lesson for for kids today because many of them don't know they, they don't they have no idea what the Holocaust was yep and they don't care they don't it, it, it's not and today in this um uh you know in this climate it's it's 
wall-to-wall anti-Semitism. In Florida, you've got a big neo-Nazi presence over there. And you have, because you have people coming and moving to Florida, not just from New York, as it usually was, uh, but from across the country. Or, or, and they've already established yeah. themselves. And they're very, you know, they're, they're hard right, um, you know, um, you know, America first, and they're anti, you know, anti, um, they're anti everybody, and especially uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah, amazing. Um, I, you know, it's, it, you know, <laughs> I wonder what, as you were saying this, this would be a great lesson for kids. It should be mandatory, right? We should, we should teach in school, you know, what, uh, what could have happened. And, and Lindbergh, and, and, and again, I'm not big on cancel culture, but just, you know, let's point out that Lindbergh, um, you know, although he was an American hero, he did the first cross-Atlantic um, uh, flight, and uh, and Henry Ford, the assembly line and all this, you know, let's, let's point out what uh, what they also did and, and how anti-Semitic. And I'll tell you what, I, for some reason, for some reason, uh, people get a pass on being anti-Semitic. They they really do get a pass on uh, you know it, it's you know if you're anti anything else, uh, you could almost get away. I also I, I gotta say right wing Christians, and I'm not a right wing Christian, right? I'm a moderate or whatever. But right wing Christians too, you can make fun of right wing uh, Christians and get away with it. Um, you could offend. Jewish people and keep your job. Just ask Whoopi Goldberg, right? She uh, she did some horrendous things, and it's not even talked about anymore, right? I mean, it's like, um, you know, how did how does like uh, Ro- uh, Roseanne Barr get uh, get taken off of TV forever? Basically, I mean, her her career ended with some statements, but uh, but somehow or another, Whoopi Goldberg survived. You remember what I'm talking about on the yeah, View? Yeah. Yeah, she said she made her comment about the Holocaust, and then she retracted that, and she got a. They they put her on detention for what was that for a week or so. Yeah. And big deal. Yeah, I know exactly. Big deal. You know, she gets a pass because she's she's Whoopi Goldberg, and she's to the, you know, far left. But this is this is the mentality, the prevailing mentality. A lot of people just don't care. They don't know. They're not as well educated. They think, well, it had happened. It happened over 80 years ago. You know, Hitler Hitler started the concentration camps with his, uh, you know, his buddies. Uh, they, you know, with, with Eichmann and other people, and and uh, it, it started in 1939. In some cases earlier, and it's you know, it's over over 80 years ago. It's too late. The, the people are long dead, and Frank's been dead, you know, since 19 uh, 19. Probably 1945, 1944. I don't. I don't yeah. remember exactly uh, when. Yeah. Um, well, they're only. They only estimate two, right? Um, they don't know exactly when it was. They they know within months, but they don't know the day that uh, that she was taken away, right? She was taken away in in, in 1944. But um, do they know the day? Yeah, they do. I oh, oh because she exactly. stopped. That's when the diary stopped. Well, her 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 father's secretary was there. She she saw the whole thing. She was she her wow. and, and other were other loyal. These were loyal non-Jewish Christian workers who who helped who helped hide the family. They knew what day it was all. It's all it's all documented. That her date of death is 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 not specific. Some say it was January forty-five. 
Uh, they, nobody really knows what date. There are now questions about whether or not she was she actually died of typhoid or was she in the put into the the, the oven. I think she so, was. I, I think she was. Uh, she was exterminated. Uh, yeah, like, I think yeah. she was gassed too. But yeah. she, she did have typhoid. They all came down with horrible, horrible diseases. They suffered. And it was it, 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 unbelievably. Yeah. And she was unfortunately she and, and her sister. Um, had a hor- had a horrible end, and the only one who survived from Auschwitz was the father. Can you imagine? Jeez. Do you, yeah. you know, uh, let me just remind everyone, MelissaItellJuren.com, a great starting point for all things Melissa. Frank McKay here with Melissa ItellJuren. Uh, Anne Frank, if you think about this young girl, uh, she wrote one of the most important pieces of literature um, that uh, that. Uh, anybody could could imagine we got the insight of what it was like I, and and i know there are others that are kind of like that but nothing quite like her how old was uh, was anne frank uh when she was writing when she was writing in her diary she was a teenager i don't know if she was more than 16 yeah but uh, what what a what a brilliant um yeah. uh, thing and i i she was doing it for her own sanity she and i know a lot of young girls were doing it but what a what an insight we've got into uh into history and the and the horror and um and what it must have been like to i that's uh, to me that's the best insight that we have to what it would be like hiding um from from monsters basically right hiding from uh from maniacs from murderers and um and and just it's just an amazing uh moment in history uh that she a tragic, you know, terrible, tragic moment in history. But uh, I, I don't think you could say enough about Anne Frank. No, um, you know, they did her. They did you know, her father's secretaries preserved the diary while they were they were all away, and gave it to the father. Uh, and um, he didn't. Certain things she said about the family were not flattering. They were not happy. He wasn't happy, but. It it got to it got to be published. It was preserved, and it, it's a it's a testament to, um, you know, to the, the the will of people, to you know, to try to find humanity in a in a desperate situation, and it's uh, you know it's 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 important for educational purposes on 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 man's inhumanity toward man, and, and there's you know the Anne Frank Museum, and the Anne Frank House. The house is preserved, and you can see the exact. You know the room where she and where she she was holed up in, in the in the building that housed her her father's business, and uh, you know it's incredible. It's it's quite, you know it's 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 uh, it makes you think a lot about what happened only 80 years ago. It's not that long in the realm of history, but I mean it, it, we're seeing we're seeing the reemergence of these of this now, and I hope that uh, you know. On top of which, we have the, you know, the growing divide in this country, uh, that we we don't have a return to that. No, I, uh, yeah, amazing, uh, yeah, and and you know, you you could have once said that, and people say, oh, that's ridiculous. I I don't know. I mean, we have some maniacs in this country, and they're vocal, and they're they're being more and more. You know the Chancellorsville. I mean, those people were all anti-Semitic. Those were those were all like skinheads. Um, you know, I shouldn't say, you know, I mean, uh, there were protesters um, against the skinheads, of course. So, but the, uh, you know, the, the, that was like a white Nazi uh, march, right? Chancellorsville? 
right? Yeah. You know, it, but by the way, the other mention I want to I want to say, and it's one of the great pieces of literature that um, that you could ever come come across is *Man's Search for Meaning* by uh, Viktor Frankl, and he he basically chronicalizes uh, the his experience as a prisoner in Nazi concentration camps during World War II, and uh, what he what he did to keep his his mind alive. And if you could think of or just possibly put yourself in the position that Viktor Frankl and his uh, and his colleagues, his his fellow prisoners were in. Uh, you know, how do you not uh, uh, despair? How do you how do you keep your mind? How do you keep from almost committing suicide? Um, the most depressing possible uh, moment, but he he was able to, to keep his mind positive, and he was a it, just amazing read. It's a very difficult read, but uh, have you ever read it? No, I haven't. No. You know the book, though, right? A Man's Search for Meaning. You've heard of this, Victor Frankel. I've heard of it, yes, but I haven't had a chance to read it. No. But uh, you know, it, it's it's the other one, and uh, uh, it, you know, we if you read uh, Anne Frank, and again, both very hard, hard reads uh, emotionally, uh, very hard. Yes, I, I'm sure. Hard reads, I'm but sure. Anne Frank, um, w you know w the. Uh, like the preface to going into a concentration camp, and then here, um, Viktor Frankl actually being in there, and these two, um, the these two these two books are, you know, something I think everyone should read before they leave high school, high school, and and especially people that, um, you know, are maybe these Florida kids, uh, you know, that's something that they should be forced to. But trust me, you're not going to get that from DeSantis. No, no, you're not. You're not. And also, you know, just as a sidebar, um, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's stepfather was a Holocaust survivor. Oh, I didn't know that. And, yes. And he, uh, he also had wrote books and spoke about his uh, surviving the Holocaust. I think he was the only one from his family, uh, and he became a, uh, a big, big attorney um, in um, in Europe and in the United States. And uh, Anthony Blinken talks, you know, a lot about him. He he, he really admires him. Yeah, he, uh, I think his stepfather passed away some years ago, and uh, he was French, and. Uh, you know, Anthony Blinken likes to. I, I don't know if Anthony Blinken has, is, is really an observant Jew, but he's very, uh, you know, very, very proud of his stepfather and his uh, and, and the and the journey he made from Holocaust survivor to uh, I guess international success. Yeah, uh, just uh, well, listen. Uh, kudos to all the Holocaust survivors. I I can't imagine surviving anything more horrific and horrendous and every time I've met one or had the opportunity to interview one I, I you know I did it with great honor and uh, it just and you know what they're not making any more of them thank God well thank God in a sense but they're they're aging out and they're and they're dying and where it's becoming less and less likely that you um, 
that you'll get to meet somebody who's been a Holocaust survivor. And we got to rely on the, the memories, uh, either the books that they've written, the interviews that they've done, or what their children could tell us about what, what was passed on by them. But it's, it's so important that we, uh, we don't forget that. And, and again, I know we started, we started uh, somewhere uh, completely different, but uh, this, is a, uh, this is a great place to, um, uh, uh, you know, to end right here, Melissa. And, uh, and boy, this deserves more, more attention in the future. Um, I just, uh, you know, the, the great courage uh, that these people had, by the way, um, there was a gentleman named Robert Clary and he passed away. He was, um, if you remember the old sitcom, uh, uh, Hogan's heroes and, uh, you know, it was, I, I guess it was criticized by many, uh, for making fun of the, uh, the Nazis and, uh, and making light of, uh, of this, but Robert Clary played a LeBeau, the, yes, the Frenchman, the yes. Frenchman. And I got to know him a bit. I interviewed him a couple of times, but he was a Holocaust survivor. Yes, he was. That's yeah. right. And he was, uh, he gave me a fascinating, uh, take on, on, uh, on, on what, what went on and just, it, you know, how he escaped it and, uh, everything else. But, um, uh, it, it's a, it, he's, you know, rest in peace. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't go to his, I didn't even know. I think he died during COVID, but, um, you know, an amazing story, Robert Clary. So rest in peace, Robert Clary. I've, uh, I've yet to mention him ever on, on one of your shows. Uh, but anyway, Melissa, uh, as always, we, we thank everyone for listening each and every week. We do, and we do. And we, we want everybody to, uh, you know, to stay, stay above the fray and, and, and don't abandon your principles and, and believe what's right. And hopefully this, we will ride, you know, we will... We will ride this crazy wave that's c- coming over America. Yeah, and it's, it, it is crazy. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jern Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.